Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Evan Brand. I'm a certified functional medicine practitioner and a functional nutritional therapy practitioner talking with you today about all sorts of stuff, chemicals, toxins, peptides, various things with Anne Louise Gittleman, one of my favorite people. She's a New York Times bestselling author, highly respected as a health pioneer, a weight loss expert, and award-winning author of 37 books. This lady is a beast when it comes to book writing. And Louise is awesome. I think you're going to enjoy this. We're going to talk about lithium too. That's a cool little nutrient that we don't talk about much, but it has highly beneficial uh, effects for the brain. So we're going to dive into that in just a minute. If you need help clinically, reach out, book a free call with my staff using evanbrand.com slash free. That'll take you right to my calendar. We look forward to helping you out. And also check out AuraRoots.com. You can shop there for all my professional grade products like my Pure Omegas, my digestive enzymes, my vitamin C tonic drink. You will love it. Enjoy. Here we go. And Louise, thanks for joining me. Good to be with you again, my friend. And how are you today? Oh, I'm doing fine. The sky's blue. The grass is green. I have no complaints. Are you still up in Idaho? What's going on over there? We're in Idaho. Are you all wearing masks? Are you not wearing masks? What's the situation? No, 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 no. We're in a mask-free zone. We don't wear masks. Okay. Okay. Good to hear. Good to hear. So let's talk about your book. You got a new book coming out in May, and I believe you must be hitting on peptides because you're talking about some magical remedy here. Is this all about peptides or what are you, what are you learning? It's not just about peptides. That's one of the remedies that we're talking about. We're talking about the seven rules of radical longevity. We're talking about a targeted plan for your brain, your heart, your liver, your bones, your hormones, your hair, your skin, your nails, and your sex drive. So we cover the gamut because at 72 years old, I write a book about enlightened self-interest. Sweet. All right. So you mentioned on here, there is this is kind of like your, your marketing sentences about the book. You say there is, you're going to learn about the number one brain aging hazard hiding in your home and how to activate your best self-defense. What is that? Well, I, so that I don't give away the, the farm, I can tell you that it has to do with the water and what comes through the water, and that is the, the divalent copper that's coming through the copper water pipes. And it's something you and I have talked about for years, Evan. You're, you remember when we did a copper-based podcast years ago, I think. We did. Yes, we did. You're correct. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of homes are still using it. So this is probably a bigger issue in older homes, but newer homes probably okay, right? Not even newer homes, not if you're getting your water from the refrigerator where it's being heated with copper tubes. But what I didn't know back then is that there are two kinds of copper. There's the organic monovalent copper and divalent copper. And according to the research that I've been reading and that I talk about in Radical Longevity, it's the divalent copper that goes directly to your brain and can stockpile there and make you older before your time and lose all those precious memories. So it's dramatically connected to Alzheimer's according to the researchers that I was able to interview. Makes sense. I mean, we didn't really see this. I mean, people talk about hunter-gatherers and ancestral people, and they'll say, oh, well, they didn't live long and blah, blah, blah. And really, their age got skewed because of infant mortality. But when we look at these older hunter-gatherer people that are in their 70s and 80s, they don't have Alzheimer's. So what are they no. doing? that we're not doing well yeah. they're not drinking water from copper pipes because the, the reality is that alzheimer's started to develop in a straight trajectory when we started implementing copper pipes in developed countries not underdeveloped countries and those countries that didn't have copper water pipes like india for example and like japan do not have the level of alzheimer's that we do today in the western civilization i guarantee it now are you thinking there's other big contributors too like fluoride or what else are you talking about in regards to water <laughs> 
It's really the it's really the copper because it's not just the copper that's coming through the water and the divalent copper. It's what's coming through your vitamins and minerals. So we believe in copper-free vitamins and minerals as well. And the researcher that I that was able to interview is is so well versed in all this. He actually wrote a book. I'll give you the title of the book. It's called Environmental Causes and Prevention Measures for Alzheimer's Disease. That's Dr. George Brewer out of the University of Michigan. And so I did a whole deep dive into all of his papers, his double-blind placebo-controlled studies, and even his latest book. And we're finding that this is the single most toxic element hiding in the, hiding actually in plain sight. That makes sense. What's the mechanism? What is it doing? It's going directly to your brain and it's attaching itself to the neurofibrillary tangles and the beta amyloid plaque. So it sounds like, is it contributing to, to more plaque in the brain or... It's contributing to the aggregation of the plaque in the brain, number one. And number two, we don't have the evolutionary mechanism the way we did with monovalent copper that's in the food to actually digest it and let it go through the liver. This goes through the bloodstream and directly into the brain. This is according to the research of George Brewer. But I talk about it at length in the book and all the double-blind studies that he did, and it's very compelling. Makes sense. Well, here he's talking about, too, in this little spark notes about his book you just mentioned. He's talking about copper, but then also the role that a high-fat diet plays in disease progression and cognition loss. So does this change your theory on, like, promoting a bunch of good fats for people or not? No, because we're talking about the saturated fats, and we're talking about some of the fats that the body has not had the ability to to, to digest properly because of some genetic predisposition. So it doesn't change my theory at all. It actually enhances it. So you're still good with butter and coconut oil and avocado oil and grass-fed beef and good quality fish? I, I'm good. I'm good with the essential fatty acids from hemp seed oil, from flax seed oil, from pumpkin seed oil, from walnut oil, flax oil, fish oil, as long as it doesn't have any mercury in it. But I'm not good with high-fat bacon, high-fat butter, and high-fat cheese. What do you think the problem is with it? Advanced glycation end products, which I talk about in Radical Longevity. So that's part of the missing link, the advanced glycation end products that are very toxic to the cells of the system. And so that's where I think the high-fat diet comes into play. It really has to do with the animal fats. And so the rest of the book talks about how you have to cook your foods and what you have to eat to get rid of those toxic elements. So I know like you increase those advanced glycation enzymes like when you're charring meats and barbecuing meats, but you're yes, saying just yes, meats yes, in general yes. though? Or is it the cooking method? Because I love grass-fed steak, and my labs look fine. It's the gra it's the cooking method. So that if you're going to be grilling and roasting and broiling and um, high f air frying, you have to marinate before you do any of those things. And that's what my book is about. You can keep your delicious grass-fed meat, but how you cook it is absolutely essential. So in general, if you're not marinating, I like low heat cooking with a with a kind of convention con convection based. Um, cooking with what they call the uh, high high water cooking where you use low heat but cooking in water or the cooking food in its own juices. It's called waterless cooking typically with just a little bit of water where the food cooks in its own juice. Okay. And that's where you get that's where you get something like a um, a salad master cooking utensil. Understood. Okay, cool. So was something going on with you? You talk about how me search turned into research. So I know, I guess it was maybe two, three years ago, you were having some issues. We talked about it. I don't remember the details, but did you have some other challenges and then that led you to write this or, or what happened? 
Well, when you're going on the age of 72, you start looking at your mortality. So that's where the research comes into research. You're going to be learning quite early how to prevent all these diseases that people are so concerned about, primarily the Alzheimer's, the bone issues, the sex drive issues, God willing, that you never have to look at. But these are issues that people of the baby boomer generation are very concerned about. So I want to kind of change the conversation around there and expand people's use span, not expand the period of dying. Right, right. Well, you know, I think when you have information too, it can get get rid of the fear. You know, a lot of people are fearful of death and they don't want to look at death because they're afraid of it. Are you afraid of death? I'm not afraid of death. I'm afraid of living into the period of dying. Mm-hmm. Meaning, so extending the, peri- extending the period of dying, meaning not living a healthy life. So you want to go, go, go and drop. You don't want to be into a period where you've got to be dependent on somebody else to take care of you. Exactly. I don't want to lose my independence and be dependent on anybody else but myself and my own body. So I don't want to lose that at all. And so I wrote all that to get the latest research so that I could make the lifestyle tweaks, the change in my diet and the change in my everyday habits so that that won't happen. Because I believe you and I and the rest of the world could live till 120 if we're looking in the right place to do the right things. So what else? What are the other smoking guns? I know you're talking about Wi-Fi. We we talked about EMF. You had mentioned before that if people come to your house, you said you had a bowl where you'd like have everybody put your cell phones in. <laughs> Are you still doing I st- that? I do that. I get their shoes and their their, their phone. Good. So we, we do all that. I think the Wi-Fi, Evan, from what I've been able to glean with all these years, and I wrote a book about that called Zapped about 10 years ago at this point. I think it's a tipping point. I think it throws people over the tipping point because of the dysregulation of calcium intracellularly. The other real smoking gun is iron. I think people have to decrease their iron or at least give blood pretty frequently to make sure that they're not stockpiling iron, which can also go directly to the brain. Yeah, there's a great book on that called Dumping Iron. I feel amazing after I donate blood, so I try to do it pretty regularly. Are you thinking we're getting exposed via pipes or you're seeing some type of an iron overload issue in the population? I think it's because we fortified our foods with iron. People are eating a lot of meat and they're not donating blood. And it's the best thing you can do to save your heart, number one, and to donate to somebody that actually needs it. So you're gifting somebody and you're gifting yourself. I think we should, everybody, no matter what their age and stage, at least after the age of 40, should be donating blood once, twice, or three times a year. But you should be taking a ferritin test to actually measure your stored iron. And I love that book, Dumping Iron. It was used as one of the research books for my own radical longevity. Nice. Now, the only caveat would be if you have super low ferritin you don't want to donate right because if you got a woman with a ferritin of seven she can't catch her breath she doesn't need to be donating a, a drop of blood in my opinion that's why I tell everybody to get their labs done, and I tell you what the ultimately healthy labs are, because iron, like copper, is really a double-edged sword. Too little is no good. Too high is no good. There's a real sweet spot. The Goldie spot, the Goldilocks sweet spot is what I like to say. I wonder if it's kind of an ancestral thing, like we used to lose more blood because we were getting cut and being in battle with, you know, wrestling bison down to the ground. I mean, do you think there was some sort of ancestral blood loss maybe that happen more frequently i know you mentioned the fortified foods but i mean even people now that are eating clean whole foods you know we're still seeing iron overload in those people they weren't cooking their food in a cast iron the way we do that's another smoking gun that i talk about in my book yeah the cast iron's no good no good if you've got high ferritin mm-hmm. what do you like to cook with 
that stainless steel I mentioned, it's kind of like the low heat stainless steel, waterless cookware, the, the salad master type things where food cooks a below 180 degrees, which preserves the enzymes. I used to like enamel, enamel covered iron, but we find that there's toxic chemicals coming out of the enamel. There, there could be some cadmium, some lead. And I believe it really should be a high gauge stainless steel of everything I've seen, Evan, that's the healthiest or a glazed uh, clay. And I like the glazed clay like a Ramertoff, which has a uh, glass-based clay component. Yeah, I've seen a lot of these new pans that are being marketed as green, and they'll say that they don't have any of the PFOAs and all of that. But I'm not convinced that they've been able to create that such an amazing nonstick technology without some sort of toxic chemical. I mean, we know that those forever chemicals are something not to play around with. No, I agree. And a lot of them have been tested lately and they have a certain degree of lead. So they they all are pretty contaminated. I'm really going to stick to my stainless steel, my friend, high gauge stainless steel. So walk me through your cooking through the day. Are you cooking? Do you have someone cook for you? What's your routine? I have somebody cooking at night. I have a personal chef at night, but in the morning I have the last night's dinner. I eat anything for breakfast, but it has to be protein, fat, and carbohydrates. I'm not on a high-fat diet. I don't think that's healthy for people long-term, and it's not sustainable. I also don't do intermittent fasting because I have reactive hypoglycemia. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, so I, 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 I have a big breakfast. Now, what I had this morning was my stuffed peppers from last night. And then I put a little salad dressing on there with an olive oil. Olive oil is terrific for everybody. I just don't heat with it, but I use it as a salad dressing. And then I had an energy bar because I was doing an interview and I've been up late last night. <laughs> What's your energy bar? What's that? It's a special energy bar that I that I did the research for after doing radical longevity. It's called BUFIT, B-H-U-FIT. Boo oh, Fit. I've seen those. Yeah, those are pretty good. They have like monk fruit in them. They're the only ones that have monk fruit. I don't like the ones that have a lot of stevia, and I certainly don't like the ones that have cane sugar or dates. So that's the one that I use. So that's what I did this morning. And for lunch, I'm going to probably have a shrimp salad with a little bit of homemade mayo. And then for dinner tonight, I want to do spaghetti and meatballs with a gluten-free pasta. Are you going to do rice, or what are you going to do with the pasta? I'm going to do something which a glass noodle made from monk, uh, monk bean flour. Monk bean flour noodles. Yes, that's what I do in my house. We're completely grain-free as much as we can. Do you have to make those noodles from scratch, or do you just buy them in a pack? No, no I buy them. I don't make anything from scratch. Okay. <laughs> Mung bean noodles. I'm not, I am not a do-it-yourself kind of gal. I'm a city slicker, and I don't have time. I wish I did. I, I admire people that are cooks, that clean and cook and take care of the house. I haven't been gifted that way. I understand. All right, I see a packet here. So it looks like you can buy these organic mung bean rotinis. And are you doing that just for fun, or what are you doing the mung bean for? No, because it's gluten-free, and I want to have a variety in my diet. I don't like a lot of grains. I don't like a lot of legumes necessarily, except for tiger nut flour, so that's what I use. I, I just want variety. You can get stuck in kind of a rut, and I want variety. I so I walk the walk, talk the talk. And the other thing that I discovered, what's your favorite gluten-free flour? After doing the book, I looked high and low for a gluten-free flour. What do you use? I don't use flour at all because I don't bake anything, so I'm kind of biased against well, that question. Well, we use not coconut flour and not almond flour because of the uh, oxalates. Yeah. We use a flour called chestnut flour. I couldn't chestnut think of the name. Chestnut flour. 
It's the best thing I've ever found. So for anybody really? that wants to bake, get these some chestnut flour. And you love the recipes in my book because we use chestnut flour in our blueberry crumble. It's the best thing I discovered after doing the research in the book. That's cool. Now, are you making these yourself or your chef is making your blueberry whatever my chef is made my chef is my chef is making them okay cool. i'm telling you something god's god said to me she doesn't really cook she doesn't clean she doesn't sew. i'll just make her very creative she'll do books so i'm on my 37th <laughs> book nicely done nicely done all right so is there a particular brand of the chestnut flour i'm looking here to see who makes it I wish it, no, it's in my pantry right now. There's one that we find. I think it's called Bulkies something ease. Okay, and, and it's or it's organic. Okay, good. I was going to say. I'm assuming you want to have organic with chestnuts. Oh no, ours is completely organic, but it's absolutely delicious. The Mediterranean people have used it for ages. Yeah, you're correct. Bulk ease. So bulk dot com. They have it. Organic what a memory. chestnut flour. <laughs> Awesome. Totally delicious. All right, You're cool. going to thank me for that. All right, cool. So you can get a pound of it for 10 bucks here, and it comes from France. That's pretty neat. Oh, it's very it's very delicious. The other one is tiger nut flour. We alternate between the two of them. Yeah, I've heard a lot about tiger nut. I haven't tried them because I'm just boring. I don't do any muffins or anything. I don't care to, like, replicate the conventional American foods, you know, like a piece of meat and some veggies and berries. I feel good. Maybe I'm yeah, just boring. Yeah, I feel good to- well, no, we do a lot of entertaining, Evan, so I like to be creative. And then I have a big following where my people love to cook, and I have to give them alternatives. So this is what I found, and they really work beautifully. That's cool. Okay, can we talk about peptides now? What are you taking? What are you experimenting with? What's working? What's not working? So I'm taking these nano little peptides called Medics for Life. That's the original website, but I have a connection where people can actually become distributors themselves. It's all in the book. And I'm taking the one for soft tissue because many years ago I actually fell and had a very near-fatal concussion. And that's what I'm taking for soft tissue repair. It's actually working beautifully. And I take redox signaling molecules from a C on a daily basis. I put stuff on my skin. I put them in my eyes. I put them in my mouth, put them in every orifice known to man. And I feel terrific with that. That's why I'm able to get up at six and do 10 interviews a day. So every orifice, so you're literally putting peptides in your anus? I I rub it as close as I can to that area, yes. And what, what kind of peptide are you putting there? And what does it do? I do the redox signaling molecules. It just makes me feel better. It makes me feel very energetic, and I put them on. So topically, I put it all over my skin, and I take these things internally as well. Okay, and and that is from that particular brand that you're recommending? I do the specific peptides for them from the Medics for Life, and I do the redox signaling molecules from ASEA. ASEA. Okay. Cool. ASEA, yes. I see it here. Now, are you doing any kind of, I know a lot of people are doing injectable peptides. Are you doing that or intranasal? I'm not doing injectable peptides, but I do do ozone. Okay. And so, so are, I do the ozone. Are you doing sprays, the, nasal sprays? I've seen a lot about peptides being used up the nose. I don't do that specifically. I do use essential oils up the nose to get rid of the mold and fungus that's, that's been part of my history for so many years because I lived in a very fungus-ridden home that I didn't know about when I was growing up. So I don't do that specifically, but I did do a, um, a stem cell in my TMJ because of my accident so many years ago. And uh, the, the jury is still out. I don't know if it actually took, but I'll take a CAT scan when I need to to see if it actually regrew. Very cool. Okay, so... The stem cells. Tell us about stem cells. You just naturally make less stem cells. You burn them out as you age, or, or what's the deal with stem cells? Because you talk about how you want to help people produce more. 
Well, what we have to do is eat foods or take nutrients that can allow your body to make its own adult stem cells. And that's where vitamin D comes greatly into play. That's where vitamin K comes into play. And that's where vitamin C comes into play. So you can do this through nutrients or you can take them externally from cord, cord blood, or even the amniotic fluid. So I have all that outlined in the book. I myself took a shot of these particular cord stem cells called Warden Jelly because I needed real repair of a particular joint. But you can do it in any manner, facet, or form. And I think vitamin D is really the key in that arena. That's cool. Yeah, I'm seeing here a study that was on vitamin D and stem cells talking about enhanced the bone marrow recovery 34% higher. So it appears that they stimulate them. And people don't realize that how important uh, important vitamin D is for immunity in general, but also for stem cells, for repairing what I call restorative medicine. It's the key to restorative medicine. And we don't have a, a real flu and uh, this is my theory here, so let me expound. We don't have a real flu and cold deficiency. We really have, or flu and cold season, we have a vitamin D deficiency season. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, fall, winter comes in and the vitamin D deficiencies, Goes down. That, well, they were already deficient to begin with. Maybe they were at a 30 or 40 in the summertime if they're lucky. And then of course that level just crashes in the winter. Exactly. Especially for those above the 35th parallel. And that's me. It may be you as well. Yeah. You're way up there. I'm not as high as you, but yeah, we still have a vitamin D winter for sure. So for those listening, it's basically above North of Atlanta, Georgia, somewhere around there for a good two, three months out of the year, like November to February, the angle of the sun can't penetrate. You can't synthesize vitamin D. So the people that are like posting naked selfies out in the woods in the middle of the sunny winter, that's cool in Colorado and such, but you're not getting any vitamin D. No, that's the key. So vitamin D is so very important. And being an oil-soluble vitamin, I like to take it in an oil-soluble form. That's the other missing link with vitamin D. So vitamin D is the bomb. It is definitely the vitamin of the century. Yeah, I mean, well, you've seen with COVID, no one over with a vitamin D above 50 is dying. So it's pretty miraculous. It's it's pretty miraculous. Yes, indeed. That's awesome. Okay, so another thing you talk about releasing a lifetime of accumulated toxins. How are you doing that? We're doing it through particular detoxification protocols that I, that I talk about in the book to get rid of your parasites, your heavy metals, your mold, your radiation, and the exposure to EMS. So I have a very targeted program for all of those hidden invaders that are affecting our life. So this is a continual thing that you do on a daily, monthly, and seasonal basis. Walk us through a couple of pieces. I know you don't want to reveal the full secret sauce, but you talk in binders, you talk in uh, like saunas. What what are some of the pieces that are critical? Well, one of the ma- one of the major pieces is the sauna. You got to get up to 170 degrees. You have to sweat in that sauna for at least 20 minutes. So the sauna is very key to get rid of virus and heavy metals, particularly cadmium as well as mercury. So the sauna the sauna is one of them. Detoxification through coffee enemas is another very important piece in the liver. Uh, I'd say seasonal colon hydrotherapy is also very important and doing something on a daily basis to really cleanse and help support your liver. And that's where I like something like a bile builder and a bile binder that I think is exceedingly important for people, whether that's charcoal, which I'm very much in favor of because it's so inexpensive, or something like a fiber. I'm a big believer in taking more psyllium because it actually acts as a binding fiber. So all those things are outlined. I give you specifics. I give you the 
We give you the research, I give you the practical, I give you the food techniques that you need to use, and I also tell you the detox supplements that I think are really important and the special herbs that are needed for all the hidden invaders. So you go through it systematically. I give you a real program and a chart at the end that tells you every toxin that known to man and what you need to do for it. That's cool. So what do you know about aluminum nanoparticles coming from the planes? I know that it's a real problem. It's very hard to measure. That's where I take silica. If I could get everybody some silica water, I would do so. Yeah, you're talking, well, I know like Fiji tests real high in silica. Absolutely. Fiji does. And then the other thing that I'm doing for silica is kind of like a, um, it's a liquid silica. It's called oligosilica. Oligosilica. How do you spell that? It's from Spain. I hope I'm doing it correctly. O-L-I-G-O silica. Oligo water from Spain. It's high in silica. Oh, it's a, it's a water. It's not a product? No, it's a water because apparently, according to Mr. Aluminum, Chris, Dr. Christopher Axley has done all the research in the UK. You need something that's kind of liquid to get into the system. Oh, speaking of Mr. Aluminum. I adore Mr. Aluminum. So I'm going to try to get him on the podcast. I just saw something about him the other day that because of all of this research about aluminum and Alzheimer's that basically, I don't know who, when they say they, but they basically shut down Mr. Aluminum. He's not working at the university. They took all of his funding away, blah, blah, blah. So he must be doing something right, Evan. Yeah. So I'm going to try to interview him, but he said, obviously, now's not a good time because I don't know if he's gone into hiding or what, but he basically published something recently about aluminum in the environment and... So look up everything he's ever done. It's 150 publications online. He's magnificent. And aluminum is definitely a problem when it comes to brain function. Yes, yes, understood. So you're doing silica. What else are you doing uh, personally? Are you taking charcoal ongoing or how I, I don't I don't remember to take charcoal ongoing, but it's, it's miraculous for a lot of those things. Silica is what I do ongoing. And I also take quite a bit of sulfur. I have a sulfur-rich salt that I'm using from Himalaya, Himalaya-rich, sulfur-rich salt. It's kind of like a black salt from the Himalayas That's for cool. sulfur. Because I find what, what's most people are very, very deficient in sulfur, and this is a great way to put it into the diet. Well, especially people that are not eating like cruciferous veggies, right? Isn't diet-wise you're going to get the most from cruciferous, is that right? You do, and a lot of people have a genetic variant where they can't metabolize sulfur, so I think taking it in a food form is very healthful because you can actually moderate the amount. I take a quarter teaspoon a day of this liquid. I call it liquid garlic because you put the salt in water and it tastes like liquid garlic. It's very potent. Cool, cool. So you're just shooting it down. You're not just hitting your, your food with it. Oh, no, I shoot it down. I, I'm, I'm very brave when it comes to those things. I shoot, and br- I shoot it down and I shoot it up. <laughs> nice. So what else are you doing on a daily basis that you think is contributing to your brain still working good? You said you're 72, right? 72, yes. Um, what, what is contributing to it? Uh, my ability to, I read every day, so I keep myself mentally active. I do exercise every day. Very important. I'm a dancer. I was a go-go dancer way back when, before you were born. So I, I dance, I dance to the sixties and seventies music on a daily basis. That's important for the brain function. And the other thing that I think that I do, which is important is I take essential fatty acids. I'm a big believer in fish oil. So I take two to four grams a day. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love and, and I take lithium and, and this is why you have to get radical longevity. I take lithium. There's a lot of good research about lithium reversing Alzheimer's. Really? How much are you taking and what, uh, what type the orotate? Oh, I'm taking the orotate. I'm taking 10 to 20 grams a day. No, no, 10 to 20 milligrams a day. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, I was going to say that'd be a hell of a lot of lithium. <laughs> yes. 
yeah, you might be super chilled out at that dose. <laughs> well, it, the thing about it is the microdose is very different than taking it in medicinal form as a psychotropic, but there's some really dynamite research about lithium. It's the most important nutrient I've rediscovered. So do you, if you were to put together like the perfect multi, you're saying you wouldn't put copper in it, but would you put lithium in it? Absolutely. And sulfur and silica. So are you going to make it? Well, you just gave me an idea, perhaps. All right, we'll go in and I'll put 50 grand towards it. Let's make a good a good one. Boy, we could do we could make a killing with this and then keep keep people alive till 120. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm looking actually at a paper here out of January of last year. It was titled Can Lithium Halt Progression of Alzheimer's and it was saying here that uh, when given in a formulation that facilitates passage to the brain, maybe they're indicating it some liposomal method or something lithium in doses up to 400 times lower than what is currently being prescribed for mood disorders capable of halting signs of advanced alzheimer's pathology and recovering lost cognitive abilities it is super exciting it should be on in the newspaper headings of everything online and in the hard newspaper in the magazines and everything that we read is just extraordinary and we have integrative psychiatrists that are using it so it is a real find. There was an article in the, I think it was in the New York Times in 2014 that talked about lithium being used. So it is your claim to fame. That's how you'll maintain those precious memories. Well, let me play dumb and ask why. Why isn't it all over the newspapers and on the TV advertisements? Why are they not advertising lithium? Because there's no money in it. That's right. Exactly. It's a very cheap product. I wonder what the mechanism is. Do you know anything about the mechanism of lithium? How is it doing this? They're not quite sure how what the mechanism is, but I have a sense that it chelates heavy metals. I think it goes after the copper and the iron. Ah, interesting. I, it's totally interesting. It's totally cool. Yeah, so in this study, they're not saying how they do that. I'm wondering if you have any insight. They're talking about how for it to work well, the microdose, that you have to use a formulation which facilitates passage to the brain through the blood-brain barrier while minimizing levels of lithium in the blood. I believe the Orte does just that because all the all the researchers that are talking about lithium take lithium orotate and one of the one of the researchers that I was able to look at actually reversed his on, ongoing or his progressive Alzheimer's. Oh yeah, you're right. So it sounds like you don't need a liposome or anything. I found something here that says lithium orotate it is equal to cross the blood brain barrier. Yes, it is the orotate. Okay. Everybody's talking about the orotate, so that must be the mechanism. Wow. So is this something that you cycle on or off of, or is it just so important you don't even take a break? No, I go from 10 to 20 milligrams per day. Okay. I take a At this age, I'm not going to... I'm not going to hedge my bets. Okay, understood. <laughs> I just wonder, like, you know, if I were to, like, take a month on it and then take a month off, I wonder if I would feel like I lost brain power or cognitive function. I, I don't think so, but you have to understand that Alzheimer's and most kind of dementia start 40 years before you exhibit symptoms, so you're in a good place to begin right now. Mm, sounds good. Yeah, it talks about here, lithium's able to prevent the loss of brain cells, promotes the growth of new brain cells in the hippocampus. It is it's totally, this is totally a game changer. If anything that I wrote in Radical Longevity, get the book just for that information. Okay, cool. So what else are you doing? Oh, what am I not doing? Let's see. I'm doing that. I'm going to get involved with some other cutting-edge frequency research. I, I wear my um, shungite on a daily basis to help protect me against uh, EMFs. Oh, let's talk take, about some of those other products. I'm sure you've seen some of these other EMF products, different stickers and stuff. I personally I think they're all garbage, but I don't know. 
I use them because I do muscle testing and people are stronger with them. The so little I use stickers and stuff. The little stickers from Altura test really well with kinesiology. Really? Okay. Yeah, and I test everything. I mean, I'm a medical dowser. I test everything. And I'm a canary myself. But I love the um, shungite that I use. I do shungite to protect myself. I unplug it. Not every electronic device in the house gets unplugged. And I um, unplug and I disable the router at night. Why? So you do the... So to make sure that I'm not bathing EMFs during the night, and I also put a grounding wristband on me so that I get all these healthy uh, electrons to, to tamp down any of the free radicals. I know, but if you want to be that safe, why expose yourself all day if you're just going to turn it off at night? Why not just do like I do and hardwire everything? I do hardwire everything, but we had to put a we had to put a Wi-Fi. I, I guess it's a Wi-Fi router in the house because I have a nephew that is in the Air Force and he had to be on call 24/7. So sometimes it goes on without my knowing it. Uh, but I, I don't. And that happened two summers ago. So now that Wi-Fi is being used by my husband more than I'd like, uh, but I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you 100%. Okay. Okay. So you're saying this Altera, these little EMF stickers, you think these actually do something? I have seen uh, with myself and people that use them, it actually allows them to get rid of their headaches that they had when they were using their cell phone morning, noon, and night. So yes, I do. Wow. But that's not the only thing you should do. You, sh you shouldn't get, have this false feeling of safety. You just lessen your exposure as much as you can. And we do hardwire. And I don't put the phone up to my ear. And I use my I use my shungite, and I use certain supplements. I use a lot of rosemary because that's very neuroprotective. You, you like herbally you're using rosemary or capsules or no i use it in my cooking when i do my marination so i get rid of my ages i get rid of my ems with a lot of rosemary there's a lot of good research about rosemary for remembrance that's cool so you said something about like a water you're not talking so what's your marinade i guess is the best question you're using like oil or something with the meat no, we use bone broth. I don't want to cook any of my oils because anything you cook that's an oil, that's a fat or a protein, it increases ages. So I use a, a broth, maybe a chicken broth or a vegetable broth with an acid. We use a little wine or lemon or lime, and then we put in some herbs like thyme and rosemary. So it sounds like you don't have any histamine issues because you're doing bone broth, you're doing leftovers. Not bone broth, vegetable broth, not oh. bone broth. Okay. And I do have histamine issues. And you, I have the. I actually have the DAO gene. Most of my, most people that have histamine issues don't have the genealogy I do, and I can get away with that. So you're okay with leftovers though, because leftovers are not a good. They don't. I don't feel. Good only with them. one day later. Only one day later. Not okay. more than one day. Okay. Okay. Are you doing like shungite in your house too, or you're just wearing it? No, I have it near the computers, and then I, sometimes I've done shungite water. Oh, interesting. See, uh, here it is now. You're drinking Shung it. Yes, I am. I'm drinking, shooting it. I do all those things. There what, we go. What do you mean shooting it? Are you just being silly? <laughs> yes. Okay. So you're not, because I've seen like they sell like shungite pyramids and stuff and they tell you like put put it in the corner. I actually, no, I, I did buy a big shungite ball, which is near, we have, we have all these television sets in our home because my husband is a real techie that way. So I put a shungite ball near every huge television. That's cool. All right, I got like two minutes with you, then we're done. Any any other little everyday secrets, things you're doing that you think helps you feel good? I, I get up in the morning and I recite everything I'm grateful for because I really think that aging is a privilege, and it's a privilege 
that's denied Evan to far too many people. So I'm very grateful to be alive. That's a great mindset. Well, we want people to check out your book. It is called Radical Longevity. The subtitle is The Powerful Plan to Sharpen Your Brain, Strengthen Your Body, and Reverse the Symptoms of Aging. It's coming out on, looks like May 11th, and you can get it on Amazon and everywhere else. And is there any special place you want to go where you have like bonuses or something for people? We've got a lot of bonuses at RadicalLongevityBook.com. So go to Radical Longevity Book for three terrific bonuses, and I think we're going to be giving you some freebies with that as well. Okay, cool, cool. And uh, who, who else have you talked to about this book? Who's your biggest like promoter so far? JJ Virgin. That's cool. Is she doing a podcast with you or did a podcast with you? She's doing a podcast with me and a whole bunch of other people. I just did an interview for Epic Times, Epoch, I guess E-P-O-C-H Times. I did an interview for Health Radar and Newsmax. I did an interview with Real Simple and Bottom Line. That's cool. So Stuart's like arranging these interviews with all these people? But he's arranging it with the whole world right now, including Evan Brand. Hey, good job, Stuart. Awesome. Yeah, I see here are your, your bonuses page. So you're talking about you send people the receipt and then you've got biological versus chronological age test, life-saving at-home assessments that turn the clock back, hidden dental infections that trigger premature aging. Are you referring to cavitations? Cavitations, divergent metals. I'm talking about all kinds of things and even gum infections. Do you have any metal in your mouth? Not anymore. You used to? Yep. You feel like you're good, though? You got all the mercury out? God willing, I'm good. Knock right. wood. <laughs> awesome. Well, and Louise, always great to talk with you. You take good care of yourself. You too. Lovely to be with you. Thanks. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. I sure did. And Louise is always a blessing to talk to. She's so fun. I love older people. You know, my grandparents are my best friends. So I really just enjoy people above age 70. They have a lot more wisdom and you know, they're just from a different time. So hopefully, if you're listening and you're in, you're in your 70s, you're, you're probably pretty awesome. But if you have parents, grandparents in their 70s, 80s, 90s, enjoy those people. Spend as much time as you can with those people. Take the wisdom you can from those people. Try to extract that and apply that to the world. Because in general, the youth just has their head on backwards. They don't know what matters. And they don't see their freedoms being taken away. And they're just letting it happen because they're too distracted by social media. It's really sad. So hopefully, we can wake some of these people up. In the meantime, if you need help clinically, please reach out. I would love to help you. We can test for chemicals. We could test for gut issues, infections, parasites, worms. We can look at your mitochondria. I'm actually playing with a lot of homeopathy lately and having really good success with allergies and homeopathic remedies. Very, very cool. Hopefully, we'll have a good podcast coming out on that soon. But if you need help, please reach out. You can schedule a 15-minute free call with Megan Gump. She's my functional medicine practitioner on staff. My website, evanbrand.com, has all the details. Or if you just want to go straight to the calendar, just use evanbrand.com slash free. That'll take you to that 15-minute free call. You put a credit card on file just for accountability purposes, but we don't charge anything. So if you're confused, why do you have a card uh, requirement? That's why. I encourage you to check out my AuraRoots.com store. Try out my Pure Digest, which is my best-selling enzyme formula. It's going to enhance the absorption of your fats, your proteins. It's an amazing product. I take it all the time, especially if I go out to a restaurant. I will take that with it. You know, take it with us. I put it in my wife's diaper bag, basically, for my for my little girl and. It's an insurance policy. We have DPP-4 in there too, which is a special enzyme that if you get exposed to gluten, that's going to break the gluten down and should, 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 should help you significantly unless you're celiac. I don't 
recommend go eat a piece of bread and then try my enzyme. You know, if you're celiac, you need to stay away. But if you're sensitive to gluten, this is something that can help blunt the effects of that. Also, the best-selling Pure Omega, as Anne Louise talked about here, the benefits of Omega-3s are just profound. And ours is a triple-filtered completely mercury free. We have testing on all of this. We use professional manufacturers. This is the bee's knees of fish oil. It is a triglyceride form, which is the closest thing you can get to a raw fish oil. You get no fish burps. It doesn't smell fishy and it's very, very bioavailable. So check out the pure omega as well. I think you'll absolutely love it. It's part of my daily protocol. Take care of yourself. We'll be in touch next week. Bye-bye.